0: You're listening to the Influence by Design podcast. My name is Amber Danes and I'm taking over the mic. So stay tuned.
1: Are you ready to make a bigger difference and scale up? This is the Influence by Design podcast.
0: Samantha. This is so exciting to have podcasted a podcaster interviewing you. Um, I, I usually do this with a range of guests and not all of them are fellow podcasters. So this is um, a great forum, I guess, for us to have some banter. My focus today is actually going to be on human design because I heard you talking about that in one of your earlier episodes um, last year. And I'm really fascinated by human design. I'd love to know how it sort of became a, a business focus for you and perhaps an example of how it works for those of us who may not be familiar with it.
1: Mm, Awesome. And before we even jump in, can I just say thank you for taking over the mic today. I am very excited. And just for those of you that are listening, Amber said to me before we started recording, no, you have seen the questions, haven't you? And I said, no, they go through to my assistant because I want this to be an authentic conversation. I want people to hear, you know, exactly what's at the tip of my tongue. So I have no idea what or didn't not know until just now that we were talking about human design so i'm excited to dive into this but essentially i i brought human design into my business uh only last year only in 2021 so i have been learning about it for many years it's something that i loved i personally was using it in my business and realized how much it made a difference and the kind of difference it made was having me feel like i was in flow in a way that i knew what my genius zone was so that and and alternatively i knew what wasn't my genius zone and that was even more valuable was knowing that i'm actually not designed to finish things i'm designed to start things and i'm designed as a big vision person so as an entrepreneur to know that you don't have to finish things when the world is telling you you know if you start something you got to finish it to know that has made such a huge difference because now i know who do i need to bring in as part of my team that I say, this is the big vision. This is what I'm doing. And then being able to hand it over to them and seeing what they do with it. So it's been such a huge part of how our business has grown over the last 12 months. Anyway, I was having such amazing success with it and understanding and knowing what my purpose is in life. I had this moment where I thought, wow, imagine if my clients could know this because there's so many people that come to me and they're like, I just i can't figure out my purpose they know that they want to do something that's very purposeful leave a legacy the people that i work with have big visions they really want to live a legacy uh leave a legacy and live a legacy every day so i just sort of put it out to a few clients and said you know is this something you're interested in and uh anyway the rest they say is history because one by one i just other people were saying can you do that for me too? Can I get that information? Can we do that? So we've got to the point where now it's actually a a core part of our coaching program to help other people understand their human design, which is, you know, their energetic blueprint, what they are designed to, you know, how they're designed to move through the world, designed to make decisions and uh, really put their uh, results, I guess, on steroids by knowing that because it cuts down the trial and error time.
0: That's fantastic. It can seem, um, excuse me, a little bit opaque for most of us who are not familiar with what it looks like in practice. Uh-huh. Are there some sort of easy ways that people can crack it early and make their business more successful, more purposeful, faster? Because a lot of this are a time, poor, and we just want to get there.
1: Yeah, totally. So, if that's you, then I suggest getting a copy of your free chart and you can get that at my website, samanthariley.global.com forward slash get your chart. I think it is, but I'll definitely put that link in the show notes. And the very first thing that's at the top of your chart is what is your type? Now there's five different types. And before I go into this, I just want to say that I'm the reason I didn't bring human design in faster or earlier, I guess, in my business is because I hate boxes. We're entrepreneurs, right? Because we yes. hate being put into a box. We colour outside those lines. <laughs> thank you. Or every day, all day. <laughs> and the idea of putting my personalities in a box and this is what I can do and this is what I can't do, to me felt like it was excuse making. And that's what held me back from it so for so long. So what I'm about to share, like take the information, but then experiment with it experiment and understand how it works for you, because when you put it into practice in your life you're able to get that that feedback from the world around you and you can. You can build up a bank of evidence of this happens when I do this or this doesn't happen when I do this so, so I am a little bit different to a a lot of the human design, you know experts out there so there's five different types there's uh, manifestors generators manifesting generators projectors and reflectors and each of us every single one of us in the world is one of those so I'm a generator I'm here to light up the world by doing things that excite me passionate I'm a builder we build things and by understanding this it's helped me to to realize that if my energy is flat Then that's not what I'm meant to be doing and this has been just a huge thing for me to say actually I don't want to do this. That could be a collaboration partner, it could be a project, it could be you know a task in our business, it could just any feeling at all. You know they're here to light up the world. Then we've got our manifesting generators and our manifesting generators are multi-passionates. This has really helped me in my coaching business because I do have some clients that are manifesting generators that I've previously said, hey, you've got to really dial in what you do, you know, really focus and get this one thing and realizing that that actually takes away energy from them. They actually are designed to be multi meant They are designed to have many things on the go and having many things on the go actually gives them energy. So that's, you know, that's manifesting generators. Then we have the manifestors. Manifestors are here to they're like the the leaders they aren't here to necessarily build things that's what the generators and the manifesting generators are they're here to initiate things and they they really are here to sort of guide us uh well projectors are here to guide us that was probably the wrong word but they're here to to share their ideas or what they're doing to inspire the rest of us then we have the projectors who are here as the guides as I just mentioned they're more the wise people often teachers counselors coaches and then the reflectors the reflectors are only about one percent of the population and reflectors are there to mirror back to us what's happening so they'll mirror back to us exactly you know how how we are so as, as a general overview that's the type so that's where I would start because can there are you be so more than many one? can you be a hybrid no no what? Okay. well actually in saying that and a manifesting generator is a hybrid a manifesting generator is a, a hybrid between a manifester and a generator makes sense and it's so originally there was only four types so manifesting generators are more um i can't remember the the year someone's going to call me out on this but it was i think it was like se- sometime in the 1700s there, there was this, this hybrid that was created so yeah that's a really great place to start to really understand understand the type
0: yeah, that's great. So can you share with us something that you've given away in your business that you don't do anymore that you used to do mm-hmm. and why? Does something come to mind? So I'm often of the view that you've re- you have replace tools, techniques, approaches over time, can't do mm-hmm. everything. What's mm-hmm. your example of that?
1: Yeah, so as a, I'm a pure generator, which means that I make decisions using my sacral. So one of the biggest things that I have got received, learnt, I guess, from human design is that we make our decisions from the neck down, basically meaning that we feel our decisions. We're taught to make our decisions from our head and I even remember teaching my children to make decisions from their head I remember helping my daughter once decide which she got scholarships to high schools and sitting down and saying well let's write the pros and cons and oh, it was yes. all very magical. Magic <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was being such a great parent well I was I was doing the best that I could at the time but I've since learned that we make our decisions from the neck down I'm a sacral generator so I get these gut these gut feelings that you often hear people talking about, you know, I had the feeling in my gut that it was wrong and I went against it and then it just didn't work out so well. So really understanding that I do can make all decisions in the gut has been a massive, massive game changer. How that has played out in my business is with any project I'm doing, even had someone reach out and say, Hey, I've got this great idea for a collaboration. Now, Probably a couple of years ago, I totally would have said, "Yep, let's do this because it sounded great. It was in my wheelhouse. But this particular day, I just felt like I had this draining energy in my body. I just felt so flat. And I went, look, I said, it all sounds great. And and logically, this makes sense. But it's a no right now. And that doesn't mean that it's a no in the future because it might change in the future. I might suddenly get the response that it's good to go now. But right now it's a no. And whilst that, you know, could hurt someone like right now or disappoint someone, I guess is a better word right now, in the long run, so much better because saying yes to something you're not designed to do can have ramifications down the track of partnerships going wrong or or projects being, you know, blown out of time or blown out of um, budget, you know, all those sorts of things is what happens. So that would definitely be be one of the things is really understanding that that my sacral authority.
0: I'm a passionate and professional communications advocate for all my clients. How do you communicate with your tribe, if you like, or the people that you work with and the partners that you make in business? Have you found there's a sweet spot for you? And I'm probably talking a little bit tactically as well. So, for example, through podcasts or webinars, is there ways in which you like to communicate and you think is actually the most authentic way for you to get your ideas and messages across to your particular people?
1: Yeah, so me, I love podcasting. Podcasting is my favourite platform to get my message out. If you had have asked me this probably before I started my podcast, I think thought that it was writing what i and i because i love writing i've always loved writing i've always loved reading ever since i was at school i was a massive book nerd what I've since discovered is that I can get so much across so much faster now as we're recording this episode we'll you know we've had a chat before we'll record we'll probably have a chat afterwards maximum we've been on here for an hour I can sit down and write a blog post and it can take me all afternoon because I will fidget around going back and editing and changing and that doesn't sound right and that you know hitting the thesaurus what's a better way to say that where right now it's just like I've got all the words that are there. I don't need to check a thesaurus to make it perfect. It's just who I authentically am. So from a marketing perspective, podcasting is my favorite. From a communication perspective with my team, there needs to be different ways that we communicate with our team because a, for time, for, because we've got time constraints on what we're doing and B, because my team likes things in different ways as well and I'm very aware of that. So I catch up with my project manager usually two to three times a week on Zoom because I want to be able to talk with her and have conversations like this where all of a sudden it might jog a memory where she'll go, oh, I forgot, I need to tell you blah, blah, blah which doesn't happen if we're not having that conversation with our full team we catch up and have a team uh, meeting once a month and then we'll have minor team meetings so for just for our audio team or just for our social media team just whenever we need them whenever we need to do things from a day-to-day every minute perspective that all happens on slack because okay, that's it's your, so, that's much, your mode. so yes. much faster, um, yeah. but obviously everything doesn't, it can't all happen on Slack. So from a team perspective, we've got to bring in, sometimes we'll all be on video. Sometimes we're just on audio. Sometimes we're on text on Slack. It, it moves depending on what
0: the time frame is and what we're working on. Have you found those tools have changed over time, particularly as, I mean, you've probably worked remotely for, for longer than a lot of people, but mm. we can be anywhere at the moment. And uh, mm-hmm. some tools are better for that than others.
1: Yeah. So we only ch- moved to Slack last year. We were very late to the the Slack world. You know, I know a lot of people that have been using that for years and years and years. We were just using Voxer, which is like a a remote, like a, I guess like, like a, a messenger talking kind of thing oh, yeah walkie-talkie.
0: yeah walkie-talkie there's your <laughs> old school there's probably another. <laughs> whole generation there samantha's going, what's a walkie talkie let's google it yeah, right. yeah guess my
1: age guess which generation i'm from um <laughs> but with with uh with voxer we we just our team grew so quickly last year that all of a sudden we were losing messages we couldn't follow threads we couldn't it was a little bit more difficult to have the content team or the audio team or the video team in one channel so for anyone that hasn't hasn't seen slack you know we're able to create mini channels of just a, a certain team or, uh, you know, a full channel. We can do video, we can do audio, we can do text. It's just so much faster and we can follow everything. And there's the a thread. record, I think too, which is what people Correct. like about it. And Love you can it. use that. Cause you often can't yeah. remember what you've said day to day. That's exactly right. Yeah. And it links to it links to our air table, it links to our Google drive, like, you know, it integrates with so many different different um, things. So yeah, definitely our, our tech stack in the last two years, since um, since the pandemic
0: started, has completely changed because the team grew so quickly. Yeah, so you had to accommodate that, which I understand. Things change over time, and I love to see what tools people are actually actually using right now. You know, because probably if I asked you in two years' time, it might be something completely different.
1: Totally. Well, on that, we did move. We've used Trello for years. I love Trello; oh, yes. it's a great I project like management. Too. However, we've just changed to Airtable because okay. it, it's just given us exactly what we need it the Trello is fantastic for most businesses um, until you start bringing in lots of different projects and you can't layer them over our project manager was double entering we just don't have the time for that so yeah, yeah we've moved to it Try got to save your
0: time otherwise there's no point to it in, in my view right so I'd love to know who are your one or two desi- human design heroes that you may have met or you may not have met. We've often got mentors and people in our life that might be from a distance, but who have you kind of looked to to help guide you in this particular type of um, practice? And what yep. have they taught you?
1: Yeah. So, my mentor is Emma Dunwoody. And the reason I started working with her was because she was the person that I found that said, Don't, you know, there's no box. We don't fit in a box. Just because you're a generator doesn't mean that you can't, you can't you know, do this thing over here. And that really spoke to me. And like I said earlier, I really struggled to understand how to bring human design into my business purely because I didn't like this. You can only do this. And I was seeing, Um, I was seeing the opposite. Oh, I can't do that because, and that is so against everything. I believe we, we have the capacity to do everything. There are some things that, that are not in our wheelhouse, but, it doesn't mean that it's, you know, a definite no. I feel like there's a lot of excuse making from from being in that box. So Emma was the person that I heard, you know, and, and she gets really passionate. She goes, you know what, it's just bullshit. It's not like that at all. And I was like, this is who I really resonate with. So yes. uh, she is my mentor right now. I love the way she can unpack a chart. I, I just, she unpacks a chart and I'm just like, oh, you know, I've got those little fangirl moments, like with my yes. head and my hands going, and you know, the little eyelashes going, I want to be like that when I grow up. <laughs> so she's definitely one. And someone else that, and I've had her on the podcast, and I can't remember what episode, but Beth Davis is someone else that I really look up to. She's been doing human design for 20 years. And same thing, when she unpacks a chart, I just go, wow. Like, you know, these women can look at a chart and see things that I can't see yet, that I aspire to be like. So, yeah they're two people that i definitely recommend if you're interested in human design you know they follow them on social media they've both got amazing content fantastic
0: advice so what would be your own personal tip for anyone who perhaps wants to sort of start to get into human design doesn't know where to start but they think it's something that might work for them what would be sort of that first step because it can probably seem overwhelming initially because there's a lot out there
1: yeah and not only that but if you've ever seen a human design chart and this is why I didn't pick it up earlier I'd look at the chart and go what the like there is so much happening on there there's shapes and lines and numbers and I'm just like what is what does all of this mean what I would do is recommend getting your chart and just the very start look up what is your type so I talked about the five types earlier and your strategy and your authority if they're the only three things that you take away just those three things alone can really really change your life so your authority is how you're designed to make decisions and i mentioned earlier that we feel them there's a lot of different ways to do that and your strategy so how are you designed to i guess interact with the world so manifestors are designed to initiate As as a generator generally if I initiate energetically it pushes people away so yeah just you type your strategy authority, you can look that stuff up online get a copy of your chart. uh, And just Google it and you'll get a good idea once you've got that idea and you start experimenting with it and playing with it and saying actually this is really cool, then I really do suggest you get an unpack. Have someone look at your chart, dive into your chart, give you more understanding of how it is that you're designed to do life. And uh, everyone that I've spoken to that I've done a chart unpack on, the first thing they say is, "I feel like you've given me permission to be me." Yes. Like I, unconsciously, that I knew sense. I knew all of this, but I logically I was pushing against it, and it's like. You mean I really can do that thing I wanted, you know, I've been wanting to do my whole life? You mean I can live like that? And it's like this huge permission slip and a
0: huge weight lifting off your shoulders. And finally, if I was speaking to you this time next year, Samantha, what would be the one new achievement you would hope to have under your belt and why?
1: Oh. Wow, big question. What new achievement? So I'm opening up my Black Diamond mentorship again actually it'll probably have happened by the time this goes live and i've actually had black diamond on hiatus over COVID, and this is my my program for emerging thought leaders to really help them come out and and be more visible and publish their book and really position themselves as the the absolute go-to authority in the market so this time next year I will be celebrating with my Black Diamond clients because they will all be known and really position themselves in the market so it won't be my celebration on my own I'll be celebrating with them alongside them. That's the best kind.
0: Well, it's been absolutely great to chat to you today and we've covered so much. So thank you so much for your expertise. Absolutely.
1: Amber. Thank you so much, Amber. And for everyone that's listening, um, if you want to connect with Amber and find out more about what she does,
0: Amber, how can people do that? All the traditional channels. So LinkedIn under Amber Danes, amberdanes.com as well as graceandgreet.com.au. And as you
1: can hear, Amber is a fantastic podcaster. Uh, She's got a podcast, The Politics of Everything. Go and check that out on any of your favourite podcast platforms because it's a very, very cool show about everything. (laughs) That's what I love, everything. Awesome. Thanks so much for uh, being the host today, Amber.
0: Absolute pleasure.